Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. 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 DIY Money. What's up, Daniel? Not much. Are we going to go briefer in this episode? That last one was broaching 20 minutes. Yeah, but it was awesome. It was pretty good. And we spent five minutes talking about the canned cranberry sauce. It's a hot debate this time of year. It is a hot debate this time of year. Not going to do it. We're just going to go right into it because we've got a good question that's just going to rehash a lot of the basics that we've gone over, but it never hurts to repeat them. This question comes from Sarah what do you got, Sarah? D-I-Y. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I am from Westchester, New York. My question is in regards to putting money towards loans, student loans specifically, or putting money in my savings slash emergency fund. Um, I have about $20,000 in student loans right now. And when I have extra money, I've just been putting it in my savings. I have about $4,000 in my savings right now. Do you think that it would be more beneficial for me to pay off those loans sooner or continue to put money into savings in case something does come up? Very good question, applicable to so many out there. Just fill in credit card, fill in saving for a house, fill in whatever you want into her question, and we can provide basically the same answer. What say you, Daniel? Well, I would say it's difficult to know exactly how much you need in your emergency fund because you didn't tell us what your monthly expenses were and so forth, but I would imagine at 4000 you are either at that amount of having, you know, one to six months, depending on the comfortability level. I I would really like to say three to six months, uh, three months being the minimum. 4,000, you're probably getting close to being able to cover your core living expenses, those things that are non-discretionary, those things that you would have to pay month after month after month if something happened. Um, So at that point, with, you know, enough in your emergency fund that, that you can sort of cover that amount, your best option is probably to start paying down debt. Now, you only mentioned student loans, so I'm hoping that's kind of the only debt in the picture, but if there's higher interest rate loans, you would probably start with that or start with the lowest amount loan, depending on what philosophy you choose. Um, but at, I would say at this point, you're not going to make more in your savings account. Hopefully, you are making some interest. Hopefully, you're using uh, Ally or what was the one you used? I use Capital One. What's in your wallet? Capital One, Ally, Capital One, some of the higher interest savings vehicles that are paying 1.5 to 2% currently. Hopefully you're using one of those and getting some interest, but the the more that the variance in interest between what you're paying on loans and what you're getting on savings, the more that that's a, a greater difference, the less benefit you're receiving aside from having an emergency fund and having access to that liquidity, uh, the the more that that difference in interest rate grows, the the greater um, the hindrance is to you putting money in savings versus paying off the loan. This is very simple. It's real simple. You don't even need to think all that much about it. Sarah, here it is. Step number one, budget. Track your expenses. Know exactly what your monthly budget is. 
If it's a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand, whatever it is, you should be able to know. You should be able to articulate exactly what it is, and that must include the ancillary annual expenses that you are accruing for car insurance, life insurance, um, whatever else that you may have out there. Uh, that's first and foremost. So you've got to know the data. Number two, and that's a process that you're doing every day that you're updating your budget or every other day, et cetera. It usually takes 30 days to track your expenses, to develop your budget, so on and so forth. Step number two, and this can be done while you're developing that budget. It sounds like you're already there. $1,000 of fast cash. Fast cash can be lumped in with the emergency fund. That's fine. What is that for? Well, that's for, hey, uh, I've got to do a small repair on my car. You know, it's, again, part of the emergency fund, but it's just right there. And this is typically for people who don't have an emergency fund, so I'm kind of rehashing this. Sarah, you're already many steps ahead. But for those that are just starting, the fast cash is is kind of to combat Murphy's Law. What do I mean by that? Well, the minute that you start budgeting and tracking your expenses, Murphy's Law says that you're going to need new tires. Your HVAC is going to go out. Your kid's going to have a dental bill, whatever it may be. So you you do anything that you can within the legal system to develop $1,000 fast cash to meet that. So when it happens, you kind of laugh it off because it will happen. So that's, you know, getting on Craigslist and selling things, Facebook Marketplace, looking around, having a yard sale if the weather permits, whatever the case may be, just getting rid of garbage, taking a second job, driving some Ubers, whatever it may be to get that additional $1,000 to just set aside. Step number three, three months emergency fund. Daniel was a little liberal, gave you the one to six. I'm going to say three just as a guideline. Again, it's based on your comfort level, but I like three. So whatever your monthly budget is, let's say it's three grand. Well, then you need $9,000. Let's say it's 2000 Then you need six. That's your emergency fund. So step one, track and budget your expenses to know exactly how much you spend. Step number two, have $1,000 fast cash. Step number three, have your emergency fund. Thereafter, it's the debt hierarchy. And we're just going to quantify them all as bad debt. But you got double bad debt, single bad debt, and just or triple bad debt, double bad debt, and bad debt. <laughs> triple bad debt is what? Credit cards, store cards, all the nonsense with the high interest rates that are... I don't care if even you're playing the zero interest percent game. They're garbage, all right? They're garbage. Uh, bad debt, double bad debt is your cars, your auto loans, and uh, and ultimately your student loans. Get rid of them, all right? Get rid of them. Now, I like to kind of do the debt snowball, as Dave Ramsey talks about, when you get to this level, or even the triple bad debt. So, you know, start paying off the, the smallest one first and roll that payment to the to the next one, et cetera. So in your case, Sarah, if you can answer the questions, if you can say, yes, I've got $1,000 fast cash, I have three months emergency fund, then your answer as far as where should additional money go is very simple. It goes to pay off that debt. It goes to pay off that student loan debt. Just knock it out. Absolutely knock it out. It's difficult, I know. It's a monthly payment. You're kind of out of sight, out of mind. I know when I counsel people and they have a they have a good chunk of money and they could, you know, they could be sitting with fifty, sixty thousand dollars in an account. Their their monthly budget's five, so that's fifteen. So they're thirty-five thousand dollars over their three month budget. And I and they got twenty thousand dollars in credit card debt. And I said, What well, why don't you just pay that off? Well, it's you know, it's it's only five percent, seven percent interest, but you're you're earning two in your in your savings account here's the the reason the reason isn't the interest that's what they're saying the reason is is that 
seeing that amount in their checking account gives them a false sense of security because they only get the credit card statement once a month and it shows the payment. It doesn't show necessarily, it shows the balance, I realize that, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel the same. It's not the same psychological feeling as having that money in the bank. And it's very difficult for somebody to take a large chunk of money out of their bank liquid and pay it off towards a debt. But I'm going to tell you, that's a design that's designed that way for a reason to keep you in debt. It's not a good thing. So you have your fast cash your 3 months and then boom, start paying off that debt. Why? Because once that debt is gone and only when that debt is gone, you can then start building wealth. And instead of having a false sense of security, you have a real sense of security by looking at investment accounts that are yours that are kicking off interest and dividends that are paying you. You're not paying it. They're paying you. And that's how you create wealth. Great question. Follow the simple steps. They're really easy to understand. (laughs) Not easy to implement. We get it. We get it. It's a marathon, not a sprint. What else do you have to add to that, Daniel? Well, I just want to build off of what you were just hitting on there at the end, talking about uh, dividends and interest paying you back. When we were getting serious about uh, finishing off paying off our student loans, and we went through this sort of psychology of, man, it kind of just stinks to uh, put money into these, especially extra money every month. Uh, what we started tracking, and it was very simple, uh, we just looked at the monthly statement from the student loan company, and it'll tell you how much went to principal, how much went to interest. We started tracking how much we were paying in interest every month and watched that go down as we paid more off every month. And we realized that that was basically a expense that was reducing. Now, when debt was all paid off, what we started tracking was uh, the amount of dividends and interest we were getting every month instead and watching as that increases over time. And the uh, the sort of the magical thing, and it's often talked about in the um, financial independence movement or the financial independence retire early fire movement, is that once that amount in, of dividend and interest reaches your core living expenses, that is sort of the definition of financial independence. So um, know that money thrown into debt or small amounts even thrown into investments are not futile. Those things add up over time. That's a great question. All right. If you're new to the show, it's real simple what Sarah did. She jumped on her phone. She hit voice memo on an iPhone. If uh, she's on an Android, she had to develop or download an app. She didn't have to develop the app. If she did, that'd be great. (laughs) She had to download an app, submit the question, send it to us, podcast at DIYmoney.org, podcast at DIYmoney.org. We selected the question. We put it in the show. Now Derek, the intern, will send her $25 to Amazon to use at her discretion. That's how the show works. We need those questions. Send them to us at podcast at DIYmoney.org. Also, follow us on Insta, DIY.money, or Twitter at DIYmoney.org. Q and remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do it for a very long time. Make it a great one. College was incredible. It really was so great. I made a lot of friends and I went on a few dates. Now I'm getting married, man. Wow, that is so cool. But I wish I could spend on my wife the money spent for school. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card.
This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.